Welcome to the Programmatic Digest, a podcast dedicated to review industry headlines and trends in the programmatic and digital ad tech world. I'm Ellen Parker, your host and Chief Programmatic Sensei of Ellen Parker Consulting, where we offer customizable training in programmatic media. Welcome to the Sunset Corner, Dan. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I am super excited about today's conversation. I am looking forward to talking more CTV, which is a hot topic. Mm-hmm. But before we get into today's conversation, you're the CEO of Keens Digital. Mm-hmm. But I think you'll do a better job uh, introducing yourself. So how about you let us know who you are, what you do, maybe talk to us about your background and how you got here um, before we get into the conversation. Of course. So uh, thank you for having me to start with. I, uh, I started my career in the UK, so I've always worked in, in advertising, in digital ads. Um, actually fell into this industry. Um, I, I was offered a job as a, as a recruiter, a talent recruiter. You tripped into the industry? <laughs> tripped. tripped. Um, and then ended up start, starting my career at Iconium, that's now Moby, uh, and moved over to the US uh, you know, 10 plus years ago. Worked for, you know, it was a connected TV company back then. But it was very different to what we see today. It was connected TV in the devices. So it was like meetings with Samsung to try and get the uh, get integrations there. So I've worked through from a product side to an analytics side, um, and then you know, management uh, executive previous previous roles. You know, touched a little on social. Uh, I tried to do a full circle. I started with display. Yeah. Went to social. Went to video. Went to social. Mm-hmm. Went to display, and now back on video again. That is so uh, interesting. I did similar too. I start actually started programmatic and then touch on search and then peak social. And I was like, now programmatic is where my heart is. <laughs> I came back real quick, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I did the same thing actually. But um, I started I started Kings three years ago now. Nice. Um, you know, really focused on programmatic, mm-hmm. really focused on full service agency approach. Um, we kind of sit between an ad tech play and a, and a full service agency, if that makes sense. Okay. So we partner with the leading technologies. We kind of bring them all together. Mm-hmm. And then we, we run everything from, you know, connected TV is probably the flagship for us. Okay. Um, but we do a lot of display, um, of display prospecting, display retargeting, connected TV, and some programmatic audio as well. So really the whole, the whole gamut. So you are, so would you be considered an ad tech or like an agency? It's like that Loomis gate where no one really knows where anyone sits um, <laughs> and everyone kind of defines themselves differently. Uh, if I was to, you know, go to head, I would say an agency, uh-huh. um, but not like a traditional agency where you're going to, you know, go through all those cycles and stuff. You know, we're not building creative, but we're very much involved in here's what the data tells us is uh-huh. the type of creative. Here's what moves the needle on creative. Uh-huh. I'm really advising our partners and our our, our, our advertisers on what's going to make the most sense for them to give them the best step, especially if they've never tried TV before. Mm. You know what they're going to need to do that's going to be different to what they saw when they were kids watching TV. That's um, that's actually a good segue into today's conversation. Thank you for the introduction. I am looking forward to your perspective on connected TV and OTT considering that channel as a performance channel. Um, mm-hmm. So what can you tell us about that? I know you and I had offline conversation already about it. So mm-hmm. to tell our listeners again, uh, how can we, how do we look at connected TV as a performance channel? So I think we should be looking at connected TV in no different than we look at any other programmatic channel. Okay. There's slightly different challenges on being able to track mm-hmm. users. But 
in essence, we can target users in the same way you can target users on display. Okay. It's just a different form of content. And it's going to be typically, you know, Connect TV is going to be on a TV screen and OTT on, on other devices. Mm-hmm. And so the reason we can look at that as a performance channel is in today's world, you can track a user from the ad being served to them all the way through to the other devices that user owns, and then through to landing on site, conversion, whichever your goal actually is, mm-hmm. which means you can then, instead of looking at linear TV, which would be GRPs, users reach, you're actually able to use that same TV spot and track the user's activity after on your other devices. So how we do it is we partner with the cross-device companies, uh, LiveRamp, TapAd, Drawbridge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the reason we partner with them is so we're able to then see with that higher level of accuracy, the cross-device, the actual devices associated with that user. The other reason we partner with them is that they have a lot of checks and balances within their, their, their systems. So it's mm-hmm. an actual probabilistic graph. Got it. Things like, you know, I, I'm based in Austin. If my TV is in Austin, but my phone pings off in New York City, they know that they know that can't be the same person. So they sever the ties between those devices and start relooking at other devices associated with me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's something like that that really moves the needle and how you can then use this as a performance channel, um, which typically with the higher CPMs, you would expect to not see performance on. I have seen as a data person, I have seen insane levels of performance from the TV unit through to site visits, through to site, site conversions. Okay, so let's break it down a little bit more, right? Because uh, data is the language of my heart and most of the listeners' heart, amongst a lot of things. But um, so you said, so it could be a, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm trying to like really um, understand here. We are able to see CTV as, or present CTV and OTT uh, as um, performance channel, but they wouldn't be, I guess when I say performance, it wouldn't be conversion focus, right? Because the whole point of CTV is an awareness piece. It's that creative touch point in, um, I'm going to call it a higher impact uh, channel, like your TV. And so um, you're saying that even though we're not actively optimizing on a conversion like a sale, from that unit, from that CTV or OTT unit, we can measure the results that we we have elsewhere coming from CTV. Yeah, so a, a little different. In mm-hmm. you can actually track that user from seeing the ad to their conversion, just mm-hmm. like you would with Facebook. You're not going to see it in Google Analytics because connected TV and OTT don't have clicks. Mm-hmm. But what you are going to be able to see is they don't have what? Sorry, you're just breaking clicks. Up. Oh, clicks. Yeah, duh, duh. Um, <laughs> I do that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> duh. Uh, uh, and so because of that, you're able to track the user through to a conversion, mm-hmm. which is where it becomes really interesting. So linear TV would typically have triggers, right? So I served an ad at this time. Mm-hmm. I'm going to now look at how many users came to the site and how many conversions I had. And I'm going to attribute it back, right? Mm-hmm. With connected TV, just like any other programmatic channel, what we can do is serve an ad on the TV screen, and you're able to then track that user when they pick up their cell phone or their PC. Now, when they come to your site, I can track based on pixels on the site and the cross-device graphs that you've seen that ad on your TV screen. You're now on your computer. And then from there, when you make that purchase, I can track every event along the way. So I can actually track and give you a CPA 
a return on ad spend, an ROI, a CAC goal, whichever you're, you're working towards, back to a TV ad. And it's back down to the user based on cross-device graphs, which yeah. have, you know, I mean, from what AdBrain says, you know, 95% pass accuracy level. I think it's a good point because, like, you know, videos have always been one of those uh, strategies that are hard. It's not hard mm-hmm. um, argument when it comes to proving the worth of adding video a video messaging into your strategy, but mostly because advertisers are so um, focused on the cost per, whether it's the CPM, whether it's like the ROAS, you just mentioned ROAS, return of ad spend, um, or it's just those sales numbers. Um, Sometimes video tends to be more expensive to get the results at the cost that the advertiser is looking for. So I, I think it's a good conversation to have because how do you continue pouring into your sales funnel, right? Like mm-hmm. uh, your your lower to mid strategies in that sales funnel are going to help with that cost or with the increase in sales by X or the ROAS by X, whichever you want to call it. But how do you continue pouring into that sales funnel, right? So strategies like CTV and OTT are great to include mm-hmm. because you're able to capture not only new eyeballs, Okay, you're actually connecting with them on another level. No pun mm-hmm. intended. So, uh, <laughs> so no, I know you're right. somebody's rolling their eyes after this joke. <laughs> They're like, oh, she did it again. <laughs> we can't see them. Fine. <laughs> Welcome to the programmatic meetup. Yay! I'm so excited about this community that we're building. It's going to be a safe space for media buyers, ad ops. Uh, programmatic ninjas, data analysts like you and I, you know, just to come up and talk about our day-to-day challenges and our direct roles, some of our, some of our wins and some of our um, opportunities to grow, to educate ourselves. Some of the topic of discussion includes anything from optimization, best practice, QA, templating, workflow, um, operational workflow, I'll have guest appearance. I'm bringing my network to you. And the best part of it is that you'll have one-on-one questions with them. Oh, so excited about this, yo. I'm so hyped. Um, so what to expect in your membership, right? Um, you can expect one-hour call every first and third Wednesday of the month. Access to all the recordings for the paid members within our community. Um, discounted one-on-one consulting with me and some of the guests that will be gracing us with their presence and their appearance, customizable training, but most importantly, new best friends, y'all. I'm very excited about this opportunity. This is a community for you and I. This is a community for us to just join forces and really, really share, really just being able to be together in a community. There's so much growth when you're in a community, when you're able to relate to people or somebody understands where you're coming from, um, from, from different perspectives, right? So, so join today. Programmatic Meetup a community is open to you. Bring your friends. Tell your friends to bring his friends, to bring her friends and his friends to meet up with us. Um, we respect you. We love you. We appreciate you. We're ready to like uh, support you. So make sure you join the Programmatic Meetup. Thank you. <laughs> I'm so excited about this. Yeah, I don't know if you can tell, but I'm very excited about this. So thank you so much and see you soon. <laughs> um, you're right. But I think that 
The difference being is when we run, you know, OLV, you know, online videos, yeah. you, you tend to see a much lower completion rate. Connected TV, you're seeing, you know, 95, 98, 99% completion rate. Mm-hmm. And so because of that, you're actually getting more, mm-hmm. that you're getting more eyeballs, you're getting, you're getting more viewership. There's a few other variables that go into Connected TV. It's on the TV screen and Connected TV has democratized TV fine. Mm-hmm. So when you think about, you know, I remember as a, as a kid, you basically only ever saw the Coca-Colas of the world. The, the, oh. the, yeah, I mean, you still do, but, but you know, yeah. you see, you, those are the ones that you tend to see. Mm-hmm. You're now seeing companies that are, you know, five to $50 million of revenue who are able to build a beautiful creative and get it on the TV screen that looks like it's a nationwide campaign. And they're spending you know, $10,000 a month of, of media. You know, you were never able to do that in the past. And so I think there's still a part of it that as consumers, when we see a TV ad, we're expecting it's a premium brand and they're clearly doing well, right? So I think there's that. I also think that what you're finding is when you serve a 15 to 30 second spot to someone, that's the exploration of the brand, right? If I go onto Google and I search for, uh, I'm wearing a white t-shirt, plain white t-shirts, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to have a list of them down there. But if I get a 15, 30 second ad telling me why this t-shirt's non-wrinkling, you know, I don't know, you know, that type of stuff, then I now already know what that brand is. When I go to, you know, this is a Cuts t-shirt, when I go to Cuts, I can then see instantly, I know who you are, I know your unique selling point, Mm -hmm. I've come here for a reason. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so that's how you can use it as a DR channel. And I think it adds something there. Whereas online video... I think we've kind of got used to, uh, like YouTube as an example. Mm-hmm. I think we're just used to skipping past them, even if we care about the video, right? We just want to get past that as fast as possible. Um, and I don't think it adds anything except a repetitive and a reminder. Yeah. It could be uh, an entry point. Yeah, because this, let's, 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 let's tell the truth. We have to remember about the consumer. They're, mm-hmm. they're our buyer, they're prospect, clients, students, whatever you want to be. We have to remember about the consumer. And sometimes desktop and even mobile is overcrowded, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because of this increase of streaming, especially in the last year and a half, for those who don't know, we were in the middle of a pandemic. Um, because of that, streaming has literally increased. What was the number? 300% increase, I think it was, in the last 12, 13 months. Mm-hmm. So CTV, the reason why it's so sexy or sexier now, I should say, it's because it's a different, like, it's a different device. You, the, I mean, your people are still going to be on your phones. It, uh, don't get me wrong. OTT is in-app, right? So it's application related. So you can still catch OTT inventory on a desktop and on mobile, right? Because it's application. It's yeah. an application uh, inventory. So for connected TV, you you know you gotta diversify your media mix here. You gotta get creative, and I love the fact that um, you said something about creative earlier, which I want to ask a question about it, mm-hmm. which I lost. Anyway, I'm gonna keep talking. Are you talking? I'm gonna talk about the the device thing, which I think is really interesting. Yeah, 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 yeah. The reason that I'm so excited about the the difference here is when you think yeah. about you think about Facebook. Most people when they start a company, and again, I'm talking more. Again, the five to fifty million dollar range companies right now. We can talk about the, the larger companies after. But yeah. when we talk about them, they typically spend the majority of their budget on Facebook, and then followed by paid search. Yeah, and maybe a little retargeting. That mm-hmm. tends to be what people are doing. Maybe a few influencers in there. But it, yeah. if you're running social, then your site is always going to get most of its conversions on mobile. Mm-hmm. Right? There's no 
surprise there, 98.5% of Facebook is mobile. For all intents and purposes, 100% of Instagram is mobile. Mm-hmm. You're not really touching anyone on any other devices. Um, and so we're impacted by the iOS 14.5 update, whereas, which, you know, wipes out half of Facebook's um, revenue. I mean, I- I'll tell you, almost every conversation I have um, on with someone saying, I don't really know what to do with the attribution on Facebook anymore. Yeah. You look at Connect TV, 80% of, and I'm going to use Connect TV OTT here, mm-hmm. 80% of TV quality, TV networks, you know, the Hulus, the ESPNs, those Roku, are run yeah. on a TV screen. Mm-hmm. About 9% is mobile, 9% PC, and 2% tablet, right? Mm-hmm. Which means, let's say we're going to run on every device. And iOS 14.5 impacts 4.5%. So what you're doing is you're actually reaching people, you're reaching maybe someone who you used to be able to reach on Facebook. You're now reaching them on a different device with a different ad. Mm-hmm. Um, and also... The other thing that's really interesting over the past year is you'll start noticing people are stacking accounts. So we don't really talk about called cutters. We talk about stackers. Okay. So people have gone last year from three, on average, three accounts per household. So right now we're almost four. Right? Four and accounts. And when four, you say accounts, it's like four different, like HBO Max, mm-hmm. ESPN, Hulu no. Plus, whatever this is. Exactly. <laughs> Every one of them, right? And so when you think about that, it's grown by almost it's 22.5% growth from last yep. year. And so what's happening is you're, there's more content that's digital only, but there's more of these channels that are coming out that are accepting ads. And what I mean by that is there's the AVOD and there's the paid version. So mm-hmm. I have a choice on, let's say Hulu, to receive ads or pay more to not receive ads. But when that happens, now as a consumer, I'm aware of that transaction. I'm aware that I could pay more to get no ads, but I'm choosing to get those ads, which means when those ads come on, I'm okay with it. I say I'm okay with it. Like I'm in the industry, so I've got to be okay with it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll be honest, when you're getting into a show and the ads come on, it's a little... Oh, man, we, we got we to gotta talk about this one actually for a second because uh, I'm okay with it, but it has to be time. So I love how, for instance, on Julio, say a minute and a half commercial mm-hmm. like that. Okay. Or I think on HBO Max, I'll say one out of five or one out of four. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. What I don't appreciate is like having it 10 times within 30 minutes. <laughs> I, I don't like that. But yeah. uh, luckily, they've done, they've gone better. They've, they're doing much better. It's like, what, three or four interruptions mm-hmm. for an hour to have a show. So that's not bad. Hulu does a great job. I think their okay. 90 seconds, 90 second commercials tend to be their breaks. Mm-hmm. And I think it's the right time. I think five minutes on linear TV. Oh, I think sometimes okay. we forget as marketers that the consumer's ex- consumer experience, which actually I'd say, I think Facebook did an amazing job. They're all consumer experience, which is why you don't get bombarded too much. But when you're thinking about it, 90 seconds is basically long enough to maybe walk to the kitchen. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't really have long, five minutes. You, yeah, make a sandwich, go to the bathroom, call, call home, and, and then start watching. Um, I'd say the one thing I want to say, I'm going to disagree. <laughs> the ads, the reason I find them annoying is I watch a lot of British TV. Uh-huh. It doesn't have many ad breaks. So in America, when you watch them, they just throw ad breaks wherever. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. You're so right. When I go back home, I'm originally from Senegal in West Africa. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> it's like different. It's not the same. And when I spend a month there and then I come back and I cannot watch TV. Matter of fact, I don't watch TV. We don't have cable. We haven't had cable in years. Um, So when I watch Hulu, it's because I'm really into the show. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm cleaning. I'm not gonna lie. Like I'll have yes. something in the background because I can. I I've watched. I've listened to all the podcasts I listen to, which mm-hmm. often happens a lot. So I'm like, all right, let me watch something on TV outside of Elmo and Tituni, which is my daughter's show. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I cannot. There's a lot. We it's just, it's it's just our culture. We are. It's like everything is in mass, right? It has to be a lot or not. Mm-hmm. Nothing is. <laughs> I don't know how to say it without like, you know, I'm going to shut up right now. Uh-huh. And what you just said then was was interesting because it's what we talk about a lot when we talk about a performance or a direct response-based creative. Mm-hmm. People said it will be on if you're like cleaning, right? So how much attention are you paying to the TV? Nope. Not much, right? So the same as if, if you're sitting there and the TV commercials come on and they're five minutes long, there's no chance that you're not picking your phone up. Oh, absolutely not. Yeah, I've walked away. I've popped some popcorn. You know, no, I'm not in front of the TV. And that sucks for the advertiser because they missed that opportunity to connect with Mm -hmm. that consumer. That's that's where the creative comes into it. And that's why we're really focused on the creative execution. And we actually do a lot of work and we actually do a lot of reviews on ads. And it's specifically because what you're trying to do is get your attention while you're cleaning. And I think that's what there's a battle in the creative world between the marketing team and the creative team. And what we find is you can see a, a creative that's been built by the creative team and little involvement with marketing. And they're generally beautiful ads that tell a beautiful story if I'm watching it. The marketing team want to make sure I'm watching it. And so it's that kind of balancing act that I think is where you get really great ads. But for me, the first three seconds of the ad should tell me why I should put my phone down and start paying attention to it. Mm-hmm. And so I actually saw an ad recently for Zola, mm-hmm. which is an engagement um, registry. Oh, yeah, Zola. They, they yep. mentioned instantly got engaged. Yep. I'll just say every person that I know that's got engaged posts yep. at least 50,000 pictures of the ring. They're paying attention the moment. <laughs> I that mean, I a little bit, you know. <laughs> <laughs> right? But that's the point. If you can get that attention, if you're cleaning and you suddenly hear got engaged, you're probably going to look up. Mm-hmm. You know, is that attention that you really want to grab? Because it's not this thing where people have been perceived. It's not like you've got a captive audience, like sitting on a plane or That's in true. the movie theater. We have a captive audience. You have an audience of distracted people that probably aren't watching. You need yeah. to get their attention. And so it's not in a world where it's just like, let's just serve an ad in a, in a TV spot. It's like, let's serve an ad that gets your attention, tells you what the product is, and tells you where to go to get it. Mm-hmm. And those that as a combination, you can see the data drives performance. And do you think, especially in the last year, because I personally noticed that ad ads on CTV or anywhere I'm watching, again, I don't have linear TV, but I've noticed that messaging has gone better and mm-hmm. more personalized. Mm-hmm. And some brands actually have not been afraid of standing up for some social justice, for instance, yeah. like Black Lives Matter or whoever. Um, so have you, do you think that's, um, that's a con, not a consequence, but that, that's a result from what you were saying between marketing and, and creative that those Mm -hmm. team actually came together and actually worked out really well, because I was just going to ask you which one should we listen to, but I feel like it should be a combination, right? Cause like, I, I see clearly when as a brand, like I remember that brand, like progressive is doing excellent right now. Mm-hmm. Like uh, uh, the guy that's uh, training the others at uh, not being uh, their parents or whatever. Oh yeah, it's like yeah, I'm in my 30s. I'm 32, and my my sisters and I will always joke that yo, you really sound like your mom right now. And I'm like, you sound <laughs> like your mother. We have the same mom. 
<laughs> and so that commercial was like, okay, you either you were listening to me or you, my sister told you because uh, Progressive is a good one. Uh, Hertz is a really good one. Have mm-hmm. yeah, a really cool like on the memories. I think it's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? Who else? Who else has a good? Uh... Oh, uh, um, Liberty. Mm-hmm. I think is doing okay. Um, I, I find Liberty's commercial funny sometimes, so that's mm-hmm. the only reason why. But yeah. uh, who are your like your brands that you're looking like watching your TV, minding your business, living your best life that you're like, oh yeah, this is good. Mm-hmm. So I, I think to myself, um, I think to myself firstly, what ads each household gets mm-hmm. and how national they are. Mm-hmm. So when you're talking about um, the specific ads. Are they, are they happening in my household? Mm-hmm. Are they happening in your household because of your searching patterns and my searching patterns? Yeah. Or is it just a blanket? And I think that's one of the beauties of Connect TV is we can have this conversation, have watched exactly the same show yeah. at the same time, and we're going to get different ads. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that's fascinating. I like the ads from places like Allstate mm-hmm. uh, or also Progressive. Sorry, oh, Allstate is good, yeah. Yeah, I like those ads, yeah. but I, I'll be honest. Every time I see a commercial for insurance, I wonder how much of my premium has gone to this because I see a lot of them. Right? I get annoyed <laughs> I at how much I see a lot of them. You you mentioned a good point too, like Geico, Progressive, <laughs> all of them. <laughs> mm-hmm. But the beauty for me of the value of a good ad is one that I don't need to see many times. Yeah, and so that's I remember it. Yeah, those are the ones that I think are really really valuable. I think that when I start getting into the insurance ones, I think they're clever. Mm-hmm. But because there's no real unique selling point of an insurance company, right? We buy insurance because it's the cheapest one, mm-hmm. right? The cheapest one who also has the best, right? You know, it's, yeah, right, right, right. You're not going to have the Spirit Airline. You it's a buy. personalized purchase, like exactly. you, you know, it's more into it than just the numbers mm-hmm. or the offer or the benefit. So, so on there, it's more like a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Like and you'll notice that, like I saw an ad the other day for mm-hmm. extra chewing gum. Right, actually, well, oh, extra is so cute too. Like, yeah, there's a they do trick. a great job with their ads, but it's a lifestyle. I mean, what would if you were going to yeah. give a unique selling point, what are you going to do? Your, your breast smells good. <laughs> I mean, everyone knows that, right? So it's like, I like, I really like some of those ones, but there's a few good ones. I think Zola have a really good one. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. Uh, I yeah. saw one for a company today, which was a sparkling water, it's called Aha. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw that one today and I thought that was a, a really interesting one. They had a few celebrities in it, but it's sparkling water, it's CBG. So you're not selling based on like go here and buy this. Yeah. Get a discount. You're you're just selling me on the fact that this is a product. Yeah. When you go to yeah. a grocery store, you're gonna want it. An awareness uh, uh touch point, yeah. Um mm-hmm. Target is just really good, I think. Yeah. Target and then um darn, I just thought about it when you were saying uh the other one and now for that. Ah. Which one was I talking about? Uh, no. <laughs> Before Target, I was going with Walmart. And then, yep, I forgot. It's okay. Yeah. I'll remember at three o'clock tonight and then I'll just send you an email about the one. Eh? But, um, <laughs> well, but yeah. Um, no, I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of strong ads. Mm-hmm. For me, there's a few variables that are must. I think it's a must to have the first three to five seconds get my attention. Okay. I think it's a must to have some type of persistent URL. Again, I'm assuming direct response right now. Mm-hmm. Persistent URL or logo, some way of me knowing who you are, mm-hmm. and then a, a really strong call to action at the end, mm-hmm. professionally put together. Yeah. But like, tell me what you want me to do. 
yeah. come to my site, get a 25, get free shipping, $25 off. Like something that is telling me what I should do. I think you start noticing that's when you can turn it into a direct response ad, mm-hmm. which is different to linear because linear direct response tend to be those 60 second ads that mm-hmm. build it up to the end. You know, it's like building, building, building until you get to the end. Yeah. Of you've just, you've, you've spent 50 seconds of this 60 second ad trying to sell to me, but you've just been telling me a story. Like I've, you've lost me. Whereas just tell me instantly. I also find it funny when we've got a few, a few advertisers we spoke to every odd names, right? And they're, or their odd spelling. I was like, why wouldn't you put the name in there right at the beginning? Because mm-hmm. if you give me three seconds at the end, there is no way of me remembering how to spell mm-hmm. that word, right? <laughs> like, yeah, even if I read it sometime, I still yeah. don't remember. Like, <laughs> know, you have you to just, make it super easy. You have to make it extremely easy. You have to dumb it down, like we say. Mm-hmm. And you can like, make it classy, though. You mm-hmm. can make it look good in 30 seconds. Yeah. You can give me who you are, and I have 30 seconds to write you down, write your mm-hmm. name down. That's much better than three. Mm-hmm. I think people are, I think the, the, when I balance it between marketing and creative, I lean more on the marketing side, mm-hmm. but only because creative tends to be, I'm building this really beautiful ad. And if you're doing CPG, great. But if you're trying to create the most beautiful ad, yeah. it only works if I'm watching it. If I'm not creative. watching it, then you've just created something beautiful that no one ever sees. Yeah. Creatives is like an, an art. Like that's how I see it. Like they'll come. I'm like, wow, do you come up with this? Oh, did you Google this? Crazy, <laughs> amazing, but the data says. <laughs> mm-hmm. like, I think it's a great way to end the conversation. I mean, I always like to ask like a top three or four things, but you just um, you just recapped it for us in terms of like what we should remember when it comes to not only CTV OTT, but like that messaging that's so important, right? So before we part ways, uh, can you tell us the latest show you sh- you streamed, or if you're binge watching or streaming any shows right now, since we're on the CTV topic, right? This is a little embarrassing. Um, <laughs> okay. So I've been really getting into Love Island. Oh, okay. The UK version, and I want to okay. I want to pretend like I wasn't into it, and I was just watching it, you know, at home with my girlfriend. She's watching it. I'm kind of yeah, watching yeah. it. <laughs> I was behind the couch shouting at the TV the other day. <laughs> Like, I really do not like one person on that show. And no. so I'm a lot more invested than I thought I was. So <laughs> um, that, that's what I've been binge watching. That's so funny. Um, asked, what, what have you been watching? Me? Oh, I don't have a lot of binge watching show at the moment. I um, am waiting to carve some time in a weekend to watch that new Hulu show, Nine Strangers and Something. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, I heard that was really good. But in good. millennials fashion... I would rather wait until there's at least four or five episodes before I get into it. The only time I've watched a show live was uh, Insecure, uh, which is on HBO. And then uh, Game of Thrones was one of the only shows mm-hmm. I've watched live. Like that show was excellent. Um, but yeah, right now I'm just waiting for some of these favorite shows to just load up so I can just uh-huh. binge watch it in a day. I'm I know I'm that person. Whatever. I'm just so me. glad you said that because <laughs> I, I started watching Ted Lasso on Apple TV. Mm-hmm. First season was great. I started watching it, but because it's every week, I don't mm-hmm. know. Now, yeah, like mm-hmm. before, I remember as a kid watching Friends, <laughs> and every Friday night in the UK it came out, so you were home to watch it Friday night. Mm-hmm. Now it's like I have no idea when this is coming out. I look back and I've already I'm four weeks deep. Yeah, I'm glad you do that because I do the same thing. I need yeah. the whole season to come out before I start. I got to commit. Yeah, I'm a book. Uh, I, I read books a lot more, especially now. Like I try my best to read at least one, a few pages a day. 
And then, like I said, I've been so invested in podcasting myself and now podcasting and podcasts mm. are like my entertainment, believe it or not. <laughs> I do. Um, My morning yeah. voice. But yeah, so um, thank you so much for you. your your knowledge and then your energy. We love it. Um, if anyone had uh, any questions, want to hang out, just talk CTV, work with you, collaborate with you, where should they find you? Um, so you can you can come to our website, kingsdigital.com, K-E-Y-N-E-S-Digital.com. Uh, info at Kings Digital. You can send us an email there or you can find me on LinkedIn. I'm always really responsive. So um, find me on LinkedIn, any of those. But thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course. I'll have your information into our show notes. I know that we were supposed to talk about a little bit more things. So I'll make sure to also add the case studies that you shared with me in our show notes. Um, so thank you so much for joining us. This was a lot of fun and uh, have a good weekend. Yeah, likewise, you too. Thank you. Feel free to grab today's conversation and show notes, including our guest information on our website, programmaticdigest.com, programmaticdigest.com. See you next week and stay curious, my friends.